We love living local. We are Scott and Kelly Greats, third generation Central New Yorkers who live, work, and play right here in the heart of New York. The mission of this podcast is to shine a spotlight on the people, places, and events that make our community an amazing place to live. We don't run ads. We don't talk politics. Our only ask is that you help us spread the love that we have for this community by sharing these episodes with your neighbors. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Hey Neighbor. We always bring you intriguing people from around the 315 doing awesome things today. No exception. Welcome to the show, Mr. John Bartholomew. Thank you for having me. And uh, we're going to grab some attention here in the first four minutes because a wise man once told me that the average attention span is four minutes. So buckle up, my friends, and hang around for much more than four minutes. Uh, wise man or wise ass. I don't know. I've, I've been called both. One, both. Is, one is accurate. But uh, John is the owner of Mohawk Valley Wellness on River Road and Marcy. And yeah, let's get right to it. 81%, according to my research team, of health and fitness businesses do not stay open after their first year. You, my friend, are starting year 13. What's the yeah. secret? The secret is getting individuals results and it, it becomes a compounding virtuous cycle uh many many facilities ourselves in the uh, past we had a misalignment of what we were trying to do and uh, once you can blast through that hurdle and really understand what that individual wants and help them get to that it's a game changer and fun fact is that that's uh, true across many domains right that's not just the health and fitness industry that's most industries. If you can uh, truly get inside the inner workings of what that person truly wants, they might not say it. If you can help them bring that to the surface and help them get it, it's a game changer and uh, will just multiply everything that you do across the board. What's that look like for you guys? Is is that like a series of interviews or, or an interview or questionnaire? How, how do you really dig into what people need or want? Awesome question. You can't stop asking questions. If we think about it, somebody that was with us 13 years ago, ideally should have a very different goal now than they did 13 years ago. So yes, we ask a lot of questions when somebody starts, but then we have to continue to ask questions. We have to ask questions uh, at 90 days. We have to ask questions at a year, at three years, at five years, because if we're doing our job, which we do an amazing job of, their goal should change and evolve over time. And then we have to think of the natural things that may happen. Uh, Members become parents. There's a new goal. Something changes there. Career changes. Everything changes. So to help somebody with what was important to them 13 years ago is likely not as important as now 13 years later. So great question. I think it's continuing to communicate with our clients, ask them what's important to them, and then listen and give them the best cutting edge accountability, support, and education to help them achieve what's important to them now. People are going to have to go back and listen to that first four minutes again. There's all kinds. Yeah, of, there's a ton of information all kinds in of there. I'm like, all right, how do we? How do you? How do you do this? <laughs> but I will say real quick, then I'll let my wife jump in. Um, in the sales world, and I've been doing sales my whole career, 25, 26 years now. I, I tell people all the time, just what you said. If you want to improve the quality of your results, improve the, or if you want to increase the quantity of your results, improve the quality of your questions, and wow. you know, have that curious mind uh, and really dig into the person that's in front of you because you mentioned right out of the gate it's all about results 
And if we're going to get results, it doesn't matter what John wants or Scott wants or Kelly wants. It matters what the person in front of you wants. Uh, and that's going to be different for everyone. So golden nugget. There you go. We promised it right out of the gate. You got it. Yeah. All right, Kyle. All right. Let's talk about background a little bit. Tell us about yourselves before you open the gym. So I have a long history of enjoying working out. A high school athlete, local to the area, born and raised in 315, short stints away for the military, trained, always have been in great shape. Wanted to be an entrepreneur from the age of maybe three to four years old. Uh, at five, six, seven years old, I can remember making menus for an imaginary restaurant. I can remember cutting grass. I can, I've sold worms, lemonade, you name it, newspaper routes. You know, everything I could do to be an entrepreneur was already planted at a young age. The love of fitness and training was there all through middle school, through high school, through the military. And then I was exposed to uh, CrossFit probably 15 years ago in Iraq of all places and came back home and just saw an opportunity to say, Hey, look, this style of training is not available in central New York right now. I, when I lived, I was in Hartford at the time, I would have to go 45 minutes away to go find a place to train that way. And my work at that time was I was a private contractor going back and forth overseas to Iraq for 90 days, home for 30, 90 in Iraq. And I just saw an opportunity. I said, Hey, I can bring this style of training to central New York. I can do something that I love. I get to work out. I get to help more people see the value of fitness. And that was 13 years ago. Um, there's a lot in the middle, right? We started this business in a two-stall garage in Hartford um, with about five individuals. Now I'm looking out at 1,300 square feet with uh, four full-time staff, 11 part-timers, close to 400 members. And the coolest part about it is the probably 100-plus lives that have changed for a positive trajectory from coming through the doors. Um, right. That's 13 years in like 60 seconds, but idea, <laughs> the conception with a ton of roller coaster in between. Um, but I think, you know, things to pull from that are, this is something I'd love to do from day one. Um, I trained this morning at 5 AM. It's something that I plan on doing the physical fitness side of stuff for as long as I can. And I truly, truly believe that an individual's life is improved by having some sort of physical training in their life. Maybe it's dance, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's lifting weights, martial arts, running, swimming. I don't, I, I will argue this point, you know, uh, aggressively, I guess you would say that life improves if you're in motion and moving and then pair that with a lot of other things, solid nutrition, good night's sleep, positive, meaningful interactions with individuals on a daily basis. And I think that's a recipe for a longer, healthier, more fulfilling life. And I say this all the time to members, when I hear something, I usually guinea pig it on myself. I say, right, I'm going to be the litmus test, try it out. Um, and then once I'm like, yeah, this is working. I just dump on anybody that has a set of ears. That's why I love jumping on podcasts. Like, look, more people can hear about this. The world is a better place when you're moving. The world's a better place when you're eating better, when you're getting a good night's sleep. Everybody wins. And I want more people to win. So tell people that don't know, like CrossFit, give them like a quick, quick idea of what that looks like. So you're going to lift weights. You can do body weight movements. You're going to mix it all together. It's, it's a mixed bag, right? Their, their tagline is constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity. The person on the street doesn't know what that means. So yeah. my, my elevator pitches, we lift weights, we do body weight movements, we run, we put it all together in a fun atmosphere of other individuals in a coached class. Um, but something that we've learned, something that we've learned over a long time is that that's an amazing program for a segment of the population. And 
about six years ago, we started to branch out and do other different things as well, because there are other segments of the population that CrossFit's not the best, not the best solution for. Exercise still needs to be part of it. Nutrition still needs to be a part of it. So what we've done over the last 13 years is said, hey, going back to Scott's question, meet new member Sally and say, what's truly important to you? What, what do you want to achieve? And then we help make a professional recommendation and say, awesome. Maybe it's our kickstart program that looks nothing like CrossFit. Maybe it's personal training. Maybe it is CrossFit. Maybe you've been training and you just want to come. We had literally true story data point. We had a gentleman walk in. He's a semi-professional snowboarder. snowboarder. He's a heck of an athlete and walked in and said, hey, I've been doing this stuff in my own in my garage. It's just not cutting. I want to do it with other individuals. And he walked right yeah. in. And now he's doing CrossFit with us, you know, all the time. So it's uh, one training method. It's one tool, right? Think about my business, our business is a toolbox of tools to help people live, live happier and healthier lives. I can't use the hammer every single time. I might need a screwdriver. I yeah. might need uh, a putty knife, but the goal is to help individuals build a happier, healthier, healthier lives. And we've built a robust toolbox to help as many people as we can. Awesome to hear so much passion coming out of you. Awesome that you found an opportunity uh, in an area that definitely needed uh, you and your passion for this. And you say that you would argue with anyone that uh, people need to be moving. I, I don't know if people would actually argue that point. I think they know it. They probably have excuses as to why they don't do it. Um, but but ultimately, you know, any company is all about culture. Right. And so I think you had mentioned 16 plus, maybe even higher um, coaches and instructor, instructors, nutritionists, life coaches, all different types of people. What, what are you looking for in a person? Like, what does it take to be on your team? And, and would you consider that really your, your unique value that you offer? I, th I think that's a huge part of our success. Scott. I just had lunch with a close friend and we were talking about the retention of key staff in this business for us has been why we've been able to grow and compound over the years. And one of the things is our, our core values, I can rattle off. We lead by example, we're conduits of energy, we constantly seek self-improvement and we love what we do. I have to be able to rattle those off without any hesitation because I cannot ask my staff to do that if I don't know them. Now, on top of knowing them, I also have to do that which puts me underneath an immense microscope to say, John, you need to show up. You need to do all the things you just said, and you need to do it to the best of your ability level every single day that you can, because I cannot sit in my chair. I cannot talk to my staff and ask them to do that if I'm honestly not doing that. So the big one above all of them is lead by example. If I'm going to ask our coaches and our members to move, and to eat well and to do these things, then I need to be the front runner, no questions asked, and hold myself to a higher standard than everybody else. And I think that has been a cornerstone of what has allowed us to grow. Because I, I jokingly was talking to my friend at lunch and said, I, you probably wouldn't want to go to a dentist that his teeth are falling out of his head while he's working working on your teeth. Like it probably just wouldn't, you know, wouldn't really wouldn't want to work with a financial advisor that's asking you for gas money, <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> It's uh, very beneficial to get out there. Everybody, I'm sure we've all had different bosses. Time in the military was very useful for me as, a, as I had great leaders. I had mediocre leaders and I had some poor leaders. And you look at what inspired you with the great leaders was they 
did what they were asking you to do. Now, does that mean I go in and coach every class? Absolutely not. Does that mean I clean the gym? Absolutely not. Are there times where I will coach? Of course. Are there times where I may need to step in and, and clean the gym or like we were talking about before the call, work on some technology, a broken speaker? Sure. But I cannot be above any role in my business. And if needed, I can step back into that role and perform it at a high level. But I think the, really the crux of it is having to truly not just talk about it, but literally get in there and actually be a great example of all the things we're asking our staff and our members to do. Because really it goes from me down to the staff, from the staff down to the members. Awesome. Okay. We had, we had a couple of like a framework here of questions. Yeah, you hit it you all. You hit like the like, next three things we want to talk about. I know, right? <laughs> so let's talk about um, youth. Let's talk about your passion for mentoring local youth, the future. Yep. Um, how are you involved with kids? So the reason why I look at it now is as a, as a new father. Right? I have a four-year-old son and a one-year-old son. And I constantly look and think about what will their lives be in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. And then you can, obviously, I'm going to be very biased with my own children, but then you look and say, hey, outside of that, who's coming to this facility that are that are younger? Um, we have athlete programs for high school, middle school. We have a jujitsu facility inside the program. And then I've gone and spoke to many, many local schools about the importance of nutrition, about the importance of movement, about the importance of just trying to set a standard for yourself and trying to constantly push that a little bit because you as we all know anything that you learn that's worthwhile as, a, as an adult we're like man if i had had that five or ten years ago if i had had that 20 years ago so i think exactly. having wisdom having wisdom and not sharing it is selfish i want a better world i want a better world for Can myself I-, I want a better world for my children i want a better world for the community right our tagline at the gym is is building community through fitness so that means if you're 86 or 6 or 16 or 46, I want I want to make this, you know, start small, central New York, New York, the country better through my positive impact. And specifically with youth, a lot of it is the education piece. Unfortunately, nutrition, exactly. movement, this stuff gets eroded um, and is not taught, in my opinion, not taught very well currently. So I'll help fill that void and I'll beat that drum as long as I can, Um, especially because it's so impactful. If you can get a good grasp on, hey, the importance of moving, training, exercise, whatever you want to call it. If you can get a good grasp on nutrition, then you don't ever have to try to learn it in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. It's just the way I explain it is your life, if you are illiterate, if you cannot read the written word, is so, so difficult. If you become literate, the world opens up to you. It's a whole new world. We try to help individuals learn nutritional and exercise literacy because the same thing happens. If you start to understand how to eat, if you start to understand the value of sleep and how they all intertwine, your life can take a, we see it all the time. Your life can take a complete different trajectory of, again, more energy, more productivity, more positive, more self like all these great things that we would want for ourselves but why would we not want it for our children? So that's my, my piece is I speak as often as I'm asked. Uh, we have a lot of youth programs here. And I say it all the time. I'm selfish. I want a better world for myself, for my kids, for everybody that's around here. 
Who doesn't? And I do think it's more of a focus now for, for at least for our children. We all three of our kids are, are athletes. And just some of the choices that some of our kids make with food or the importance of knowing that they need to exercise, that it's exciting that they're starting those habits at a young age. So it's not bad habits that they're trying to break when they're older, you know, because Absolutely. we know as older people, metabolism and your body changes very drastically the older you get. Whereas if they are in this routine at a young age, it's, it's just going to be a lot easier for them to grow old and healthy, you know? Yeah. You know, I'll piggyback. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'll piggyback off of that. And, you know, we, we think starting habits or developing habits is difficult, but we all know that breaking bad habits is actually more difficult yeah. than starting a new one. So the easiest time to to get into this rhythm is, is when you're a kid. I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but just for the sake of, of putting it out into the universe and saying it, it's kind of what's wrong with our healthcare system too. We spend so much time and money trying to fix sick people instead of, you know, actually <laughs> preventing people from getting sick, <laughs> which is all the things you're talking about. And then the other thing that we don't have to dive into, but I do want it to be said, is that a, a big part of the mental health situation we have in this country is because people aren't doing the things that you're talking about. And, you know, mental health really does start in many ways with with physical health and habits. Yeah. So so kudos to you for getting out there and doing that early. You're you're absolutely true. One of the quotes we have on the wall at the gym is the chains of habit are often too weak to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. So mm -hmm. understanding sure. that you don't want to fall into poor routines for 5, 10, 20, 30 years and then try to, that's very, very, very difficult. Yeah. There's a great saying out there. It's easier to raise strong children than to fix broken men. Um, and it's very true. Uh, where I was going with that, again, is uh, a, lot, a lot of different places. But yes, absolutely. Uh, the idea of getting oh, identity helping individuals learn that is part of their identity, that my name is John. I like to run. I like to rock climb, I like whatever it is, right? There's no wrong movement. It's when we haven't moved for a very, very long time. And, and Scott, you hit the nail on the head. It's very difficult. Mental and physical health are they're intertwined to say, oh, I'm just going to work my physical health and it's not going to have a positive impact on my mental health that you can't. You can't say, oh, my physical health doesn't they, they tie right into each other. Think about any exercise you've done, cycling, anything, and you get done. You have a dopamine wash that is second to none, which is one of the greatest antidepressants out there, and it costs mm -hmm. nothing. It's, it costs it would be a pair of running shoes if you just wanted to pick up running. But it's difficult for individuals to get started if they haven't done it for a long time. That's, that's the challenge. Yeah. I, I say all the time, one of the most dangerous words in the English language is later. Right. <laughs> Everyone's always going to do it later. Tomorrow. Yeah. I'll do yeah. that tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. So don't put it off. Um, all right. Let's do your. Well, let's let me hit this one real quick. So I've got a buddy that's a physical therapist and he tells me all the time, Scott, you'll never be able to outrun your mouth. And what he means by that is you can exercise 10 hours a day, but if you're eating like crap or drinking things that aren't you know good for you, you can't out exercise or outrun what you're putting in your mouth. One unique thing that you guys do there is it's not just a gym it's not just a fitness center you offer uh, nutrition coaches and life coaches and so if you can hit quickly on on those types of programs that aren't just the you know sweating it out at the gym your your friend is absolutely true the, you can 
you could do every program that we have inside this facility and easily make one or two stops on the way home and eat and counteract all of it. So one of the things that is a common thread across all of the programs that we do is we help educate individuals to understand their unique caloric needs and their unique protein needs. Because you said earlier in the conversation, we're talking about the business, helping individuals get results. If the individuals don't know because they've never been taught how many calories they need and how much protein they need, they're going to be trying to, to, to run and do push-ups and do all these things that we ask them to do for a 1% return, where a unique thing that we do with any program from group classes, personal training, any of our programs is this education piece. We have a machine that will show you, Scott, based on your age, your height, and your gender, this is the amount of calories that you need. Because that's the base knowledge that'll help you if you want health, longevity, performance in the gym. So really the education piece is what makes us unique compared to many other facilities in the area. Everybody has dumbbells. Everybody has rowing machines. That's, 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 that's a common, you can buy them, you can buy them right now. Where we excel and what sets us different is this continuation of educate, hold people accountable, give them better tools. So we have tracking sheets, we're actually turning it into an app. So that way individuals can basically track throughout the day. Did they exercise? How was their sleep? Did they stay within their caloric range? Did they get enough protein? Because we know that if they're doing these key things often enough, that they're likely going to see an uptick in not only their physical health, but we just said it, but also their mental health. Um, so the education piece of the base level of nutrition is what I think sets us apart, which is why we see results all the time. I have told somebody the other day, I'm not saying to, to brag, it's just the data, is that we have a backlog of success stories that we can't even share in a fast enough sequence because people just keep doing really, really well, which is great. We want that. So, yeah. 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 We don't need to dive into this, but one thing that really caught my eye on, on the website and I applaud you for is, is you made mention of most gyms want to sell the $30 membership and hope no one shows up. We're just mm -hmm. the opposite, right? Pricing a little bit yeah. higher, but we want people to show up and see the results. Um, and so good for you for uh, for taking that path. Man, I could, we could go on forever with you. I, you talk about leading by example. Uh, I love the energy. I love the passion. And, uh, but we don't want to take all of your time. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up. We always end with what we call our rapid fire five questions. These are designed to be a little more fun, a little a little looser. Um, so we'll we'll start with, I'm guessing you have some sort of playlist that you listen to okay. when you exercise. Um, <laughs> what's a song on there that might surprise some people? Mm, I'll go silent mode. I'll just go no no music sometimes. No music. All right. All right. No, like no music. Just just listen, listen to my own, like my own inner yeah. dialogue. My own inner dialogue. All right. What's your guilty pleasure food? Now we know nutrition is important, but if you're if you're gonna cheat or have a have something you shouldn't have, what are you going for? I'm a pizza guy. Love pizza. Me we live too. in Central New York. We've got some amazing pizza, and to live here and not have it, in my opinion, is is disheartening. Don't do that. Enjoy your pizza. <laughs> right. Still be human. I like right? that moderation, right? <laughs> moderation. Absolutely. Is 
All right, we talked about later being the enemy or complacency being the enemy of progress. What is the best advice you can give someone right now? End of the year, we're getting into the whole, and I hate it, the whole new year resolution, new year, new me, right? And so, I, so bogus. Like, but that you aside, do any time of year, I'm not right? Not gonna, right? Give, give someone the opportunity to, to reset. So if someone's on the fence and they're, and they're thinking about jumping in with you, what, what's the best piece of advice you can give them? I would say I encourage everybody to measure backwards. So always get out of this. My neighbor did this thing. My sister did this thing. Uh, it's compared John of December 4th, 2023 to John of December 4th, 2022. So look for, and you can, it might be harder for some individuals than others, find your wins and start writing them down, even if they're small. So we have a culture of go big or go home. Uh, you know, Okay, it's January 1st. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go seven days a week. If you haven't gone seven days last month, you're not going to go seven <laughs> yeah. days a week. Set small, measurable goals that you can hit. Even even it's like one step above what you're doing and then be consistent with that step. So it's the opposite of go big and go home. It's, it's take one step consistently and always measure yourself against yourself in the past. Because then when you see the wins, you get the dopamine rush and then it'll make you want to do more rather than comparing yourself against others or huge lofty goals. Yeah. One of the most powerful forces in nature is momentum, right? And so what you're talking mm -hmm. about is harnessing that momentum, small goals stack up, compound into big things. That's great advice. All right. What's one thing you wish you would have known before you opened your business? More on the human psychology side. Everybody attributes a gym to physical exercise and all of these things. And success in the fitness realm, much like any other realm, is what's in between your ears. I would have done 80% more time studying human psychology and way less time on barbells and, uh, and push-ups. Uh, because to get people to touch the barbells and do the push-ups... It's got to be what's in between the ears and helping people understand that is a life-changing process if you can help them to, uh, to do that. So more psychology. Super cool. You served our country as a Marine. We thank you for that. That allowed you to travel the world. You've been all over the place. You choose to raise your family here, run your business here. Why do you love living local? The people. I've, I've been all over the world. Uh, I think we have genuinely some of the kindest, most honest, hardworking individuals that I've seen in my travels. Uh, you've got the amazing, you have some seasons are longer than the others, but we do have four seasons and it's just a great, it's a great area. Yeah, no doubt. How do people connect with you? John Bartholomew on Facebook, John at MohawkValleyWellness.com and then MohawkValleyWellness.com for the website. Awesome. Anything in particular you'd like to plug? Any events coming up? Anything people should know about you, the business, or anything else? No, I would just say if you're watching this and you want to get started, just take action today. Make a small, small goal. Jot it down. Again, if you if you want professional coaching, that's what we do. Find us on uh, the website and, and reach out. All right. John awesome. Bartholomew, owner of Mohawk Valley Wellness, River Road, and Marcy, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Have a great day, guys.
Thank you for tuning in to another Love Living Local episode. Before you head out to support all things Central New York, we just have one ask of you. Please help us share the love we have for our community by sharing this podcast with a neighbor of yours. We truly appreciate you. In fact, you are one of the many reasons we love living local.